Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. As always, I'm Brendan. I'm Taylor. And Taylor, COVID is running rampant through the NHL right now. As of Saturday, the NHL had announced that 27 games had been already postponed. And on Sunday, the league and the NHLPA jointly announced that at least 12 more games were going to be postponed through December 23rd due to travel involved between U.S. and Canada. The teams that have been most affected by COVID thus far, at least of late, have been Carolina, Calgary, Detroit is the new one who's come into the fold as well. Uh, who else am I forgetting here, Taylor? Colorado is another one too. Seattle's got a couple of guys out. Colum- or, uh, St. Louis has a couple of guys out. I mean, it is running wild right now. Yeah, uh, to say the least. So before we uh, started recording, we we're actually talking about the schedule. So I'm looking through the week. Uh, today is Sunday, obviously, and two games have already been played, and there's two more games scheduled for tonight, but there's four games that are postponed, so half the games. Monday, we have five games scheduled, but three of them are postponed, so more than half. Tuesday, we have six postponements in four games. So that's 60%. Wednesday, four postponements, no games, 100%. Thursday, when the whole league should be playing, we have, let's see, one, two, we have, I, I read you the schedule. It's, it's insane. So the Sabres obviously playing that day, hopefully. And as of now, we have Blues, Maple Leafs, Avalanche, Bruins, Hurricane Senators, Predators, Panthers, Canadians, Devils, Kraken Flames, Ducks, Canucks, Oilers, Sharks, all postponed. So that's through the break. I mean, a- after that, it's Christmas. So you won't have any games. You never have games Christmas, but oh my God. I can't, I'm not going to do the math that quick in my head, but that is more than half of the games. This is really scheduled bad. for this week. Yeah. It's, it's, it's extremely bad. And now I think you're going to have questions about what is the rest of the season going to look like? Are you going to have to scramble? Cause people could say, yeah, they, they played every game last year, but come on. Last year was a totally bastardized season. They're playing regular season games during the playoffs mm-hmm. to fulfill broadcast rights. So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to look forward to because another thing, I don't know if you've heard of this little thing coming up here uh, called the winter Olympics. Uh, What is going to happen with that buddy? I don't think it's going to happen and it breaks my heart to say that, but I think that, I don't know. I think that the league itself has kind of made it clear, especially with COVID 
and how the break would affect the schedule for the rest of the season that they wanted to, if, if they had the, like the opportunity to not participate in the Olympics. Um, and I think that this COVID surge hitting at the time that it is, you know, not that it's ever timely or anything like that, but in the NHL's case, this probably is coming at a time for them that they find to be pretty convenient because you have these crazy surges going on. Games are getting canceled left and right. And that is all the leverage that you need for to say, like, we know we're not sending our players over there because I mean, for one, taking into account, obviously the travel commitments that go in, that are involved with that and the time that's going to be spent, you know, overseas. And then on top of that, if you run the risk of players going overseas and while the games are going on getting COVID that adds to how long they're going to have to be quarantining there. It's going to affect their travel. Travel then gets pushed back. How does that affect games then for when guys are supposed to be back? Uh, it's, I, it pains me because, I mean, I know we all have it. We had that little taste with like the World Cup of Hockey where we got to see a little bit of international play. But really that pales in comparison to what the Olympics are and what it means to watch your home country compete in the Olympics. Um, I mean, it, especially hockey, like it is the highest quality hockey that you could watch, like Olympic hockey. And it's heartbreaking to think that more likely than not, it feels like it's not going to happen this year. It, it's just not going to be in the cards. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't really have any optimism towards it. What, do, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't either. I mean, the way things are going, shouldn't the entire Olympics get moved back a year? I know it's we're pretty close to the date it's less than two months away but i mean this is what is this olympics even going to look like guys right I mean, the way omicron is spreading guys are going to be testing positive left and right so i th i think they should do what the summer olympics did and delay it well and that's the thing you do that and then you could just still have the upcoming summer olympics on time and then from there once those start then you get back on track hopefully right yeah i mean I, I think so. Yeah. And, and the thing that's, this is also to your point earlier, when you talked about the world cup of hockey and getting to see best on best, this would have been a really exciting time for the U S we've talked about it multiple times over the past two years. This is like the best crop of talent the U S has ever had easily with, with the depth, especially there's not, you can do a roster and have no bums on it, which is, you're not going to have a Jack Johnson on the roster, right? You could there they would, you know, they probably will put Seth Jones on the roster and he's kind of kind of a bum, but like he is talented as well. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on him still. Bad contract. But yeah. you have so much talent, especially if Eichel, you know, whenever he's he's back. The fact you can have Eichel and Matthews as your top two centers, like it's unbelievable. It's the best it's ever been. And Canada's still great, as they always are. But I think U.S. Uh, talent-wise, it's head and shoulders above everyone else who's not Canada. Like, we so much more depth than Russia. Russia obviously has a lot of scoring talent still, as they always do. Uh, but I don't really trust Russia that much. No, I mean, I, I think they, they quote-unquote won gold in 2018, but that was obviously a very different team. Uh, and the other countries, like, they don't have the depth that America has. And we're not going to get to see it, probably. Yeah, the U.S. The I think has, had the most to lose from this. I mean, I, I, like you said, Taylor, we have never had a U.S. team with this level of talent, this level of depth, high end talent to, you know, in all three phases of the game, the, the U S was going into this probably with the best situation. And when it comes to goaltending, I mean, their defense, their defense is 
top notch given the options that they're going to have, even including Seth Jones in the mix, who, as we know, is going to make the team or would be making the team. But like, regardless of him, so much depth there. And then, yeah, you touched on the forwards there too. And that doesn't even get into some of the other guys too, like the Kachucks and, you know, we're talking about down the middle more like Dylan Larkin too. Like there is just so much talent that we were finally going to get to see on display for the U.S. where they weren't going to have to be billed as this scrappy team of guys who's going to, you know, work hard and be tough to play against and be tough. And get outshot by 20 and have Ryan Miller save your ass. Right. Literally. It's like, no, we are going to just outscore you and our goaltending is going to be able to back us up. And now we aren't even going to be able to see that. And it is the biggest of bummers. Yeah, it's yeah, it sucks. It really sucks because like, I, you know, I think hockey is actually the best team sport in the Olympics because, man, we have won now four times in a row with basketball. And on, I, I know it's been close a lot of these times, especially the last two Olympics. But like at this point, it's I don't really see if the U.S. ever loses in basketball, it's like 2004 where mm-hmm. it's just like a failure of uh, a million different ways. It's yeah, like I give some credit to Argentina there, obviously, but like it's the U.S. is too good compared to the rest of the world. I know other oh, teams yeah. are good and they've played us tough every every time they've played us tough. I mean, even in 2008, when, you know, that the redeem team or whatever uh, play Spain was really tough when they had the Gasols mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. But like hockey feels way more unpredictable at this level. Like baseball is not best on best. Basically the other team sports or sports that I'm not familiar enough with, you know, to care like handball, even though it rules, it's different. But I think to your point though, Taylor, like when it comes to like hockey, a hundred percent, I agree with you that it's, it's the most unpredictable. And you could even say like using the basketball equivalent, Canada is like the team USA of hockey, you know, as, as the team USA is the basketball, but comparatively the level of talent though, for all of the other countries who are in the mix is way higher when it comes to hockey as compared to basketball. Like looking at like the cream of the crop at the top, like the teams below Canada are way closer in my mind to the teams below the U S because you have like Sweden is a legitimate threat. Russia can be a legitimate threat. Finland can be a legitimate threat. Obviously the U S too, you know, whereas the the Czech Republic, uh, they have one specific goalie. Oh yes. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so I, 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 I mean, it's, I would hundred percent agree with that, that it's the best team sport to watch during the Olympics. It's, it's so much more entertaining. I mean, the pace of the play and then that this, all of this is not even to get into the fact that we're talking about Olympic ice too. So you're putting the most skilled players on earth in a tournament against each other, nation against nation. And then you're going to just spread the ice out even more and give them even more room to work with, which is what I wish the NHL would just do in the first place. If you, I mean, obviously scoring has been looking a lot better this year, which has been great. Um, and just in general, like the trend has been going up. And I think we talked about this over the summer, if I'm not mistaken a bit, just that the general trend, like, it seems like we're, we're kind of back on the up now, uh, with just I have to look up. for this year. I'm not sure. Cause last year it kind of evened out. It Did it? Going okay. Up. Well, but regardless, it was a weird that, year. If, if you want more entertainment, you want more scoring, you want more excitement, more deking, more insane passes, opening up the ice and expanding it even as much as it is to go from NHL regulation to Olympic regulation size, it's going to be awesome. And, but it, now it sucks that this is completely in jeopardy and we have no idea. Yeah, it really does suck. And yeah, I, I, so I should say, clarify with, obviously it seems 
uh, I, it seems obvious that two guys with a hockey podcast would say hockey's the best Olympic sport, but like, I'm not trying to be a please like my sport guy or whatever. Oh, no, we both love basketball. Like I would say as a, a counterpoint to that, I think the best finals in sports is the NBA finals agreed uh, better than the Stanley cup. But like this, I like Olympic hockey a lot more than I, I love Olympic basketball too. Because I love winning, obviously. It's yeah. really cool. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. That, that That's good. I shouldn't be like, I'm, I'm sick of these goddamn gold medals. We've won seven of the eight since uh, they allowed pros to go. But, like, you know, I, I think hockey is a – I like, I really don't care as much about I, – I don't think about the Olympic basketball roster, like, ever, until until it starts getting put together. Whereas, like, I think it's really cool to see Sabres in the Olympics. Peyton Krebs. I mean, it was cool seeing Zach Levine, obviously, in the Olympics. But what'd you say? Peyton Krebs uh, had just scored on the power play. By the way, Amherst are are, are down three to two. Sorry. Well, it's better just than ten to one, I guess, right? Yeah. There you go. Sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. No, just you know, it, I like it, it's so cool that like you know Germany's in the Olympics and Jochen Hesch was there and Max played for Russia. And it, it's, it's not often we get a guy on Team Canada from the Sabres just because mm-hmm. it's not easy to get on Team Canada. But, you know, we've had Ryan, Ryan Miller in 2010. That was one of the most uh, fun sports stretches we've ever had in Buffalo. So, yeah, anyway, uh, the Sabres are supposed to play twice this week. Supposed to. So mm-hmm. that can change. Uh, so if you listening today on Monday, they're supposed to play tonight against Columbus. And then Thursday, they are supposed to go to Columbus and play them again. Uh, the Blue Jackets, Colorado game. Yes. Yeah. I assume people probably know, but yeah, Colorado game is off on Wednesday because Colorado is shut down too many COVID cases. John Taffer had to come in there, start screaming (laughs) (laughs) the most obnoxious voice. And they didn't even invite him, but they had to listen to him when he said, shut it down. I think it was the right move. Oh my God. Yeah. John Taffer. What do you, so do you remember the story from like this summer about Nathan McKinnon's diet? Yeah. That he was like crazy. Yeah. I don't think John Taffer would like that. No, why not? I mean, the first evidence that he likes food is his appearance. Uh, But like, I feel like he's a guy that a man that enjoys, you know, the finer things in life, the flavor Mm -hmm. of his food, you know, a nice like uh, pasta fagioli, that kind of stuff. Wait, some, pasta some white wine. is it? A, is it? Is that how that's pronounced? I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I took Italian in college. Isn't I can say that. I don't know. I, I I did take Italian in college, but I don't know any of the language. <laughs> oh, Taylor and Brendan learn Italian on next week's episode of Straight Up Sabers. <laughs> I didn't like how it went the first time around. So <laughs> it'll be better this time. Yeah. Well, anyway, so they're playing Columbus. Columbus is about as average as you can get they have one pretty good goalie in Elvis Mers Lincolns and one very bad goalie in Jonas Corposalo and they have a pretty solid team but not definitely not a good team not a playoff team not a very talented or exciting team and they're kind of rebuilding are they rebuilding yeah. I, mean, I mean they kind of are yeah. they lost they lost basically most of the talent that made them a playoff team for a, a nice little four-year stretch no more Nick Foligno, uh, no more or Tommy Panarin, no more Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah, no more PLD. Yeah. So, they. Ha- I mean, they do have line A for whatever that's worth. He's kind of, eh. 
But yeah, Zach Wierenski. Yes, yes, he's good. Yeah, but they. Uh, this is kind of going back to what they were. They were not a good or exciting team for most of their history. No. So we they came in with uh, the Minnesota Wild, who we talked about last week. We did a nice little quiz with them. They came in the same year in 2000, so they've also played 20 seasons. So we're just going to run that quiz back. Come on. I'm <laughs> just going to do the same quiz. <laughs> this time it's harder, though. On one second. Folks, I'd like to talk to you about our friends from DraftKings. Uh, as you might know, uh, they've been our sponsor for a little while. And here's what they have to say. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. So if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, THPN that is. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, and, but it's shorter. They only have 12 guys that have done it, that have led the team in scoring. If you missed the last episode, the quiz was, Name everyone to lead Minnesota in scoring in their history. Okay. I, I think I could probably do this then with, with them. Um, should we just get right into it? Sure, yeah. Do you have any thoughts on the Columbus Blue Jackets franchise in general? Um, Not good. They've only ever won two playoff series. I think that they have a good fan base. I think that I've heard good things about I think Columbus's waterfront is pretty nice and their like area around their arenas kind of nice. I think it's Columbus I'm thinking of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I mean, as far as the franchise goes, I'm really sorry that they had to endure uh, John Tortorella for as long as they did. I got that's their golden era. Can, can I also just say though, like the reason I wanted to bring that, I mean, I know it's their golden era, but I want to bring that up that the just audacity of John Tortorella as he's sitting as an analyst on ESPN to say, you know, this the media, the, the media always does this and distorts things. And it's like, bro, you are the media. Nobody distorted anything. Those were the words that came out of your mouth and you work for the largest sports media company in the entire world. Yep. There's, there's none of that. Like it was your words. Yeah. yeah he's not good on TV. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why he's there. But yeah, so they, but yeah, my thoughts on Columbus are congrats on having kind of cool jerseys. Yeah. Next year, you and I, we go to Columbus, we hit up Urban Meyer's Steakhouse, get the Shelly, and then uh, head to a a Blue Jackets game. That could be fun. I mean, maybe Urban will be there. It's not like he's going to have anything going on. He's going to be coaching like uh, Pacific University. Pacific. Wow. There we go. Yeah. Anyways. All right. So should I just start rattling off some names? Yep. How about the greatest Columbus Blue Jacket of all time? Rick Nash. That's right. He did it six times. Hey, all right. There we go. Um, how about former Columbus Blue Jacket, current 
Philadelphia Flyer Cam Atkinson. Yes, he did it twice. Cool. Um, Artemi Panarin. He also did it twice. How about PLD? PLD did it once. Okay. Um, What about Nick Foligno? Did he ever? Yes, he did it once as well. Okay. Um, Did Ryan Johansson? Yes, he did it once. There we go. Before he was traded. God, he... That's crazy. Wow. All right. Um, how many more do I have? Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. Five left. more. How many are active? Or wait, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six left. Six left and one, two are active. Two? Yep. Okay. Um... Who the heck could we have here? Um, maybe I'll go with like a non-active guy. Did, uh, what about like Fedor Tutin? No, that's an uh, inspired guess though. <laughs> That'd be a good one. Um, who in the hell could there be still? Uh, did Boone Jenner? No. He's been there for a while. No. Um, active. Uh, anybody still currently on their team? I mean, did, yes. like, did Warwinski? No. But you don't have the guy that led them in points last year. Oh. Um, was it Jack Roslovic? No. Oh. Um, who led them in points last year? Um, is he still on the team? Yeah, he's leading them in points this year, too. It's not line A, is it? No. Oh, okay. Uh, dude, who the hell could this be? Longtime Blue Jacket. He's only ever played for them. He's played seven years. Okay. Um, uh, who the hell? He's been there seven years? Yep. He's not that good. He only had 44 points last year, and he has 23 this year. So, like, he's oh, from Denmark. Oh, is it Harvard Bjorkstrand? It is, yes. He's from Denmark. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we got, got him. All right. Did Jeff Sanderson ever lead them in the uh, early? Yes. Yeah. The inaugural season. There we go. Jeff, Jeff the goat. G off. Yeah. So my, uh, someone we know, I'm not going to name names in high school thought Jeff Sanderson's uh, name was Goroff because of the spelling with the G. Jesus. <laughs> oh. Best education money can buy folks. There we go. Time in St. Jude. BTSJ. Hey, here's one. How about uh, for a non-active guy? Did Sergey Fedorov? No, but that's no? a good guess uh, because Ooh. in one one of my favorite quizzes, I don't think we did this, but uh, bar bar not barstool bar down TSN bar down did one where they say you have to name a Hall of Famer in every team. And like I said last week, only Minnesota, Seattle, and Vegas haven't had one yet. So Columbus is 
Columbus is right there with Nashville as low. Like, who the hell is their Hall of Famer? Yeah. Also, the Winnipeg slash Atlanta franchise. It's a tough one. Damn. Wait, who else has made it from uh, Columbus? Has anybody? No, it's just Fedorov. I'm pretty sure it's just Fedorov. And then Nashville. Do you know who Nashville is? Mm, Paul Korea. Yes. Yeah. I think that's their only one, I think. And then uh, the Winnipeg slash Atlanta. Um, Winnipeg slash Atlanta would be... Didn't Hosa briefly play for Winnipeg or for Atlanta? Not briefly. He played there for a few years. That's what I thought. It would be Hosa, right? Yes. Do you know who yeah. it was before Hosa? There's one more. Oh. Um. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save you the trouble. You definitely don't remember this. Chris Chelios. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Glad you told me that one. Good Lord. Yeah. Chris Chelios played seven games when he was 48 years old. Whoo. Chris. Atlanta. Give it a break, my man. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That guy played forever. That's insane. Um, How does he not have more games played than Marlowe? Doesn't did he get injured a lot or something? Eh, probably Marlowe never got hurt. Yeah. All, All right. right. Uh, what do I got? You have four left. Uh one of them is active, I'm pretty sure. One of them uh, is active? Yeah, he's active, but I don't I actually don't know where he's playing right now. I'm gonna look this up. How about um, who's a former Blue Jacket? Alex Wenberg. Did he ever lead them in scoring? No. Um, oh my God. This guy is uh, he's younger than you might think. He's not even 30 yet. What? Yeah, he's uh, well, I could give you the teams, it's gonna make it kind of obvious. Go ahead. He started his career in Chicago. Oh, sod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just right away. Yeah. He, I didn't like know his... he, he's on St. Louis now. How about that? Yeah, he is. He's with the Blues. Good for him. He's got 11 goals this year. There you go. All um, right. So you got, I'm pretty sure, yeah, no, none of these other guys are active. Uh, and they are all pre-2010. So Oh, oh Ray Whitney. Yes, Ray Whitney did it twice. Their second and third seasons after right. our good pal Goroff Sanderson. Goroff. Um, uh, so we got two left. Are the other two like known names? Yes. One of these guys, we'll start with, yeah, we'll start with, so it's, one of the guys did it twice, but we'll start with the other guy who did it once. He uh, was a veteran by this point. He was pretty pretty far along in his career okay actually this was 2012 huh i didn't realize it was that late um he played from 96 to 2013 in the nhl finished his career with columbus my god yeah let's see 765 career points good for him oh man do you have anything you can give me? Like, man, I'm looking at his career right now, and this is kind of tragic. So, his rookie year, he was a flyer, and they lost the Stanley Cup to Detroit. And he gets traded to Ottawa, uh, and eventually he's on Tampa Bay. He played there in 02, 03, 05, 06, 06, 07, and he played in 
Anaheim in 0304. So he missed Anaheim's cup run in 03 and missed the only, you know, the year Tampa actually won and played all the years around them. And then came back and played for Tampa when they were terrible and then played for the Rangers right before they got good. Tragic career for this guy. Who the hell is this? So I'm going to give you the order. Philadelphia, Ottawa, Florida, Tampa, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, Tampa again, Philadelphia, Tampa a third time, the Rangers, and Columbus. I, I really don't know. Who is it? Vinny Prospel. Vinny Prospel. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then who do we got with the last one? Anything you can give me? Yeah, this is a tougher name, I think. Uh, he did it twice. He led the team in scoring twice in the oh, – let's see. Man, he has a weird career. He played only seven years. He's pretty good. Did he He must have gone overseas. He's from Czechoslovakia, just like Vinny Prospel. Um, he, so he was on the original Blue Jackets in 2000 and played through 08 and then just went away. I'm going to look this up. I, it makes no sense that he just went away like that. Do you have any thoughts? And who it might be from somebody from the Czech Republic. Yeah. I want to look this up. Cause he, he must've just, must've just voluntarily left. There's no way he didn't. Yeah. Okay. He went to uh, Sparta Prague with his departure after the 0809 season, Rodoslav Klesla became the only remaining player from the blue jackets inaugural season. I was literally about to ask if it was him. Um, Remember the Sabres had him for uh, 10 minutes and he was like five seconds. Yeah. Uh, pass. I'm actually going to. All right. I think I might have a name to throw at you. Yep. And I don't even know if this guy's from the Czech Republic or not. David Raborny. It is. Let's get it. He led the team in scoring twice and he is from the Czech Republic. There we go. Not so, bad. What's that like eight for 12, nine for 12. You got, I mean, you got all of, well, you got all but one, but all right. I've been getting just a couple hints. Yeah. I think you got like six without hints, six or seven. I've been on a nice hot streak. I'd say these days. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Keep it going. Uh, Any last thoughts you'd like to share with the listeners, Taylor? What do you think of Spider-Man? Please don't tell me. uh, (laughs) I only have a quote to share. Oh God. The Uh, the fact that I couldn't get a, oh, I thought it was actually pretty good. It just goes to show that I'm not going to like what you're about to say. Hey, if you expect disappointment, you'll never be disappointed. That's both the quote I wanted to share. Are you kidding me? And also, it's an important lesson. You really didn't like it? I really didn't like it, yeah. But hey, that is good news. It's like literally the only movie that made money this year. So I think you're going to get more of them. Of joy. You How are. am I a thief of joy? You asked you are, me. You are a thief of joy. <laughs> you asked. I didn't say to anyone un- without without um, provocation. You're I. Mm, mm. I gotta say it was I'm gonna one save of the this top the next two we... Willem Dafoe movies that came out this week. Listen, is in the top two for sure. <laughs> I'm gonna save my full thoughts for when we are hanging out next and and sharing a beverage together. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna save our our listeners from my real thoughts about you just saying that right now. <laughs> saying what? <sighs> just just being a hater as always. What you asked if I liked it, and I said 
I didn't even say no. And you're just, you did say no. Well, I didn't like it, um, but I just gave a quote. Oh my, uh, my, my thoughts on the situation. I think uh, Zendaya's character uh, summed things up very nicely mm. for me. You know, Taylor, a lot of times I, I can handle your, your pessimistic movie takes, but this one, mm. it, this isn't pessimism. Well, I do have some pessimistic takes. This is not pessimism. I just didn't like it. Then your negative takes. I can, I can let them go sometimes. This is not one of them. I thought well, it was like, I, I really did like it. I thought that they, there was a lot of fan service that they needed to do. And I thought that they pretty tastefully handled it all for the most part. And I think that I, I, I don't want to actually say too much because I don't want to like spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, but just disappointed, really sad. Really well, sad. I told you to expect disappointment and you wouldn't be disappointed. Zendaya mm. told you that too. That's too bad. I, I'm still disappointed. That's just... Yeah. Did you say for the post-credit scenes? Oh, yeah. Um, the sex scene you're talking about? <laughs> yeah. 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 I did see that. Yeah, so here's the thing uh, with this this negativity narrative that's going around. Uh, uh, I, see, I have seen... Uh, upwards of 38 movies in theaters this year and i liked like uh, 20 25 of them so that's not negative that's positive it's just been it's been tough hey, i'll say this i want to say something nice i like it was better than ghostbusters <laughs> you're such a prick what it was it was better than you ghostbusters such an asshole how how did i said it was we it were just talking about this that you were saying that ghostbusters was an embarrassment of a movie like well it was a little bit better than that I didn't say it was a little better. I said it was better. Oh my God. It wasn't like every scene I was like, Jesus, they should never make movies again. But like I was during Ghostbusters. Who's your random Sabres player of the episode, Taylor? Uh, damn. Hmm. I'm calling dibs on Jeff Sanderson. Uh, Paul McGuire. Do you have anything you'd like to recommend other than... Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> yeah, Nightmare Alley. It was filmed in Buffalo and oh, yeah. a lot of uh, scenes. Oh yeah, I saw it uh, Thursday. So I, uh, you know, I had a big weekend. I did. I got a poster and everything. Oh, cool. Uh, I really liked it. It's not going to be everyone's cup that. of tea, uh, and it's long. God damn, I spent a lot of lot of time in movie theaters this weekend. Upwards of five hours. Jesus. Between those two movies. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, so you get to see Defoe being scary. Uh, Defoe, definitely the best part of uh, Spider-Man. Uh, I think um, you know what I'm going to say a recommendation this is not uh, something to even be a dick about I was thinking about how cool in the first Spider-Man was the 2001 or 2002 Spider-Man Sam Raimi one when the Green Goblin like uh, blows up like like the board of directors of this company and they all just turn into skeletons immediately <laughs> that, I, that scared me so much when I was a kid that and was I think a good they one need to, the MCU really could win me back if it starts involving more skeletons into its uh, films. We'll put in a call to Kevin Feige and see what we can do. Yeah, I'm going to tell you know him. You know, he's a about, big Sabres fan. Yeah, he's listening. I'm going to tell him about a very famous uh, song that he doesn't know exists. I'm going to tell him about, like, uh, I don't know, like, just like a very, like, a song that's been around for like 50 years and it's impossible to, like, not know it. And he's going to like, just have his fucking mind blown. And then I'll get to make a movie. 
I mean, it worked for Taika Waititi, which I, th- I assume is the only reason he got to make that movie. Are you really trying to say, did you not like Thor Ragnarok? No, that's my favorite MCU movie. We talk about this on here that he was like, Taika was like, I think we could use the immigrant song if you can get the, mo- the money oh, to get the yeah, rights. Oh, yeah, we did talk And Kevin Feige's like, oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe he's not. It could he's work. Like, maybe he's not human. I think you'd be a good filmmaker. Just Me? Like the right song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could, uh, I mean, for as much as I don't really, um, I'm not a good music person because I don't listen to music or don't seek out new stuff or whatever. I really do like uh, needle drops. They're like my most, you know, favorite and memorable things about most movies I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like Titan, there's a, it's a French language movie, but they have some songs in English, mm. which I thought was cool. Like it's my favorite one of the year is, uh, this is not a spoiler, but there's a, a girl uh, a female lady, a murderer, pretending to be a younger boy who was missing for 10 years. And while she's eating dinner, she starts wrestling and then dancing and then wrestling with her dad while she's not there by the zombies was playing. I really like that. Oh, nice. I also really like that your intro to that was there's a girl, a female lady, a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to differentiate, man. Now, they're not all murderers. A girl, female lady murderer. Yeah. Of yeah, course. she's a lady who was a murderer. She didn't murder ladies, although she did murder a lady, mm. too. Yeah. Sorry for the spoilers on uh, French body horror film Titan. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Straight Up Sabres presented by the Hockey Podcast Network and the Charging Buffalo. Make sure you're checking out both of the presenters of this podcast on their respective websites, streaming platforms, and whatever social media platforms you're active on. Also, make sure you're checking us out on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Straight Up Sabres and on Twitter at Straight Sabres. Also, wherever you are listening to this podcast, whatever streaming service you may be listening to us on, make sure you're subscribed or following us. And make sure you are also checking out DraftKings and taking care, taking advantage of our promo code THPN to get great deals on all of your betting desires. We'll be back with a new episode on Thursday, everybody, right before Christmas. But in the meantime, we have, hope you have a great start to your week. This has been Straight Up Sabres.